0: Content warning. This episode of the Did Nothing Wrong podcast features lots of clips of Nick Fuentes being extremely racist, sexist, homophobic, and threatening violence. Anyone under the age of 18 should not listen to this episode without adult supervision. Thank you. Welcome to the Did Nothing Wrong podcast, where we try to cut through the noise and help you make sense of the chaotic information space around us. I'm Griff Somke,
1: And I'm Jay McKenzie.
2: I use sardonic humor to convey a point subversively i have never you know well i do actually literally on my show say just kidding that's a joke whatever but the point is made but the point is delivered it's all a joke (laughs) brah
0: nick fuentes is a 24 year old white nationalist holocaust denying live streamer he commands a personality cult with an army of gen z or zoomer followers known as groipers Fuentes has been banned from a variety of social media sites, streaming platforms, payment processors, and other businesses, including YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Reddit, PayPal, Venmo, Patreon, Shopify, Stripe, Streamlabs, Coinbase, Airbnb, and he was reportedly placed on a federal no-fly list in the United States. Even alternative platforms like the streaming site DLive have banned him. Nevertheless, Fuentes still has his Truth Social and Gab accounts to fall back on, and these days, he's primarily active on Telegram. He also created his own live streaming platform with the owner of Infowars, Alex Jones, in order to keep putting out a show.
2: Who runs the media? Globalists. Time to kill the globalists. I, I don't want to. I don't want to not watch CNN. I don't want CNN to go out of business. I don't want CNN to be more honest. I want people that run CNN to be arrested and deported or hanged.
0: Twitter was the last mainstream platform to ban Fuentes, but they were also the first to bring him back, thanks to Elon Musk's recent purchase of the site and his general amnesty for previously banned accounts. Nevertheless, after being reinstated, Fuentes was re-banned on Twitter, barely more than 24 hours later, after a variety of anti-Semitic actions on the platform.
2: If anything, we're moving backward, and you need somebody like me to get on the timeline and say, guess what, bitch? Israel did 9-11, and we love Hitler. What's
0: up? There's no shortage of labels to put on this guy. They include anti-Semite, neo-Nazi, Hitler lover, 9-11 truther, authoritarian shill, fascist, incel. The list goes on. He was a pro-Trump 2020 election denier, and he still likes Trump, but these days he prefers Kanye, or Ye, West, in part because of his embrace of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, which are at the heart of Fuentes' white supremacist movement.
2: When it comes to a lot of these issues, you need a little bit of maneuverability that irony gives you. Oh, well, you know, what does that mean? Well, I was being ironic. Well, I was joking. Well, it's whatever. Well, you don't understand the tone. Well, you don't understand humor. And that's true. And it is true to a great extent. You know, if you sat me down, uh, you know, with a fucking lie detector and asked me to go through all my views completely earnestly and sincerely, I'd probably come across a lot more moderate than you would imagine. But irony is a very important like linguistic and rhetorical weapon so that we can be subversive. And that is what they don't understand.
0: Fuentes is big on irony. He's big on hinting at the worst ideas you can possibly imagine, then saying them and immediately backtracking on them. There's no real deception here. He's always trying to stay relevant. He often does this by preaching that we're at an end of days scenario. He's been doing this since at least 2017, when he first gained some notoriety for his participation in the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. Afterwards, Fuentes dropped out of college and leveraged his hate into a career. We're here to set the record straight on what we know, what we can prove, and what Nick Fuentes has done and said that should not be forgotten. This is his permanent record. If you like what you're hearing, please make sure to subscribe to the newsletter at didnothingwrongpod.com. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, please give us a five-star rating. We've got a great show for you today. Thanks for joining us. So let's start with the obvious questions about this. What does Fuentes get out of this?
1: Well, he's gotten a career. He's gotten a cult following. He's gotten his Groyper army that will go out and spam Twitter, whatever the platform is, whatever Fuentes is pushing or selling or wants people to, to hear that week. He's always super excited when he manages to get trending on Twitter again, as if it is some sort of accomplishment that actually means something. Mm-hmm. But it does mean that someone cares and someone is talking about him and he's he's not forgotten. And we know that he he definitely wanted his Twitter account back. He talks about it all the time. He was desperate to come back. He he really was excited when it happened.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> then
1: he barely kept it for 24 hours.
0: And he was so mad so mad when he lost
1: he it he was so mad although he claimed it as a victory mm-hmm. and i think that's a cult of personality thing where you have to always be smarter than your enemy and doing everything to a greater purpose and
0: 4d chess it was it was some 11th dimensional chess on his part 4d chess he wasn't mad he was actually laughing he was so not mad that he went on a live stream on his own platform later that night and proceeded to yell about how awful this was for about an hour until the sickness finally caught up with him and he just passed out i think he just
1: yeah he was he was coughing a lot he he did not seem well which may explain why he was definitely off his game and Mm -hmm. doing the cheers emoji and and taking a victory lap after he managed to get himself banned and 24 hours yeah he went on twitter spaces he gets on his account he posts his usual anti-semitic material and he's talking about oh i'm gonna behave oh i'm gonna be good i'm gonna keep this account and it does kind of show a lack of Mm self-control because you see a guy like andrew Anglin, who is a friend of fuentes also supports the yay west quote-unquote campaign And he's been back on Twitter for weeks, months now, and he's managed not to get banned. Mm -hmm. But Fuentes just can't control himself for a day. He can't not tweet out all of the worst possible things that he could possibly think of that he's ever said. He cannot Mm -hmm. just go crazy. He's talked about how important it is to grow his audience and get more people to listen and get more people to pay attention. And he does that by being on Twitter or well, the other mainstream platforms when they allowed him to be. But he's saying, I'm going to behave. I'm going to do this. I'm going to follow the rules. And you look at a guy, a neo-Nazi, who runs the Daily Stormer in Andrew England, and he managed to. Mm -hmm. But Fuentes, he just couldn't control himself. Leroy Jenkins just goes out there and throws it all out. And then he gets mad at – everyone who has something to say. And he got mad at me specifically, because I had a quote. And the quote was, Israel did 9-11, and we love Hitler. And Fuentes said this. And I told people on Twitter and asked, why was this person reinstated? Because I still want to know why, why in the world? Yeah, <laughs> was this person reinstated. And he was really mad about that.
2: But I'm so sick of these journalists take a statement like that. And again, because I understand the weight of that and I wield it as rhetoric, they take it and pass it off as though it speaks for itself. Well, he said Israel did 9-11. So it's like, so what, you dumb fucking idiot? What do you get your opinions from, TV? And so when I do a space and I say these uh, things, which may seem crazy, and you get these like 100 IQ millennials and they write up their article well, he said he loves Hitler well he said um wh- whatever it is he well he said that uh Israel did 9-11 yeah uh Israel did do 9-11 okay
1: he's he's really it It's amazing how angry they can get when you literally just repeat the words that they wrote or said and they want you to forget. I don't know if you noticed, but he didn't record the Twitter space.
0: No, he did not.
1: You go in there and you can either do it just live and go or you can do it live and record it. And that way people can listen to it later. Well, he did not record it. It was picked up by some of his friends and they, I think, streamed it on other platforms and it was saved somewhere so he knew there was going to be a copy of it but he didn't record it so every person who wanted to listen could could just immediately go through it because he he knew and and because he did want to keep his twitter account Mm -hmm. but he he got on there and he's kind of sick he's got covid or the flu or whatever it is and he's not on his a game and he's trying to be mr tough guy and power through it and it just seems like he he made some bad choices didn't he
0: couldn't help himself he just he made that comment he made a few others and then he makes it clear how not mad he is by any of this by posting a screenshot of your tweet inside of his telegram channel and basically telling his followers hey go go attack this guy and sure enough the groiper storm or whatever we're calling it starts and then he comes out The next morning and does his little clink glass emoji, and five minutes later, he's suspended. (laughs) Yeah. It was one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen. It was really just, wow.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I happened to look at it, and I was actually in the process, I think, of screenshotting it. And I clicked, and well, that... Uh oh! Did Twitter just break? I, at first, I thought Twitter broke because Twitter <laughs> keeps breaking in various unexpected ways. And then I clicked on his uh, on his profile and said suspended. And shucks.
0: Well, thankfully, I managed to get it. <laughs> it's
1: yeah, it's it exists out in the world. Yeah, thank thank you, uh-huh. thank you for doing that, doing your due diligence. I appreciate it.
0: And then he gets back on his Telegram channel and he provides the names of a couple of Twitter employees who supposedly are with safety now and can unban him if they chose safety that's that's what he said that's what he said
1: it's co- well it's called it's called safety well I don't know that it's I don't know that it's safety I don't know that they care about safety at Twitter anymore but that is the job title <laughs>
0: That's what it's called, you know, it's, it's a bit of an oxymoron, but here we go. And so, of course, he wants his people to be nice and be respectful and talk about that. And then we happen to mention that, too, and I don't think he was real happy about that. He decided he was taking the rest of the day off at that point and going to bed and trying to hopefully sleep it off. And mm-hmm. I hope he's feeling better, really. Mm-hmm. COVID's no fun. So if that's what's going on here, I really hope that you rest it off and it doesn't hit you too hard. And Yeah, yeah. Good, good luck.
1: With all that.
2: Women women don't like me. Nobody likes me. I'm a, a complete loner, completely eccentric, sort of prickly, uh, unlikable, autistic hermit, and um that's just the way I am. So so I was born I was born a loner, and uh that wasn't voluntary. I didn't choose to be born, so that was involuntary. So so I'm an Incel.
0: So let's talk about his audience a little bit. What exactly is the fan base for this guy? It's a little a little hard to understand why anybody would dig this. So what are we what are we really looking at? Who are these Groypers? They
1: are I think almost exclusively under thirty, Gen Z, disillusioned, nihilists. They are they are young people who I don't know that they all Come into this Nick Fuentes world being white nationalist, white supremacist, pushing all those ideas. But the first thing is they, they have the nihilism. They think nothing matters. They think the world is no longer for them. They don't have the same opportunities, the same potential successes that their ancestors had are now all gone and impossible to achieve. And I know we talked about this some. Maybe. Maybe there's more competition out in the world than there used to be. I, I'm still not even – I'm not convinced that that's even true. I, I think there are real things that are problematic. We've talked about income inequality. There are less blue-collar jobs, and you can't afford the things that your grandparents could afford And on a factory job. And good luck even finding that factory job. They still exist, but a lot of industrial work has gone overseas. The coal mines have shut down, which I think we – Right. Probably agree is a good thing. But yeah, they, they feel like the world is against them. And here's a guy who offers an alternative. He offers a a movement. He gives them somewhere they, where they feel whole and it's not real, but it does. It's, it's like a cool club that they join and, and they come into it with some nihilism and they leave with white supremacy and neo-Nazism and, and apparently thinking Hitler is
0: cool, which mhm Hitler is cool.
2: We love Hitler, not in a fucking gay way, okay? We love Hitler in a Christian way, you freak, not in a gay way. Anyway, in like uh in like a awesome way, okay? In like a we love Trump way, you fucking liberal.
1: They don't see Hitler the same way the rest of us do, which is scary. My personal feeling is like they try to separate Hitler from the anti-Semitism sometimes, or they they think of it differently, which is impossible, but somehow makes sense to them.
0: Well, one thing Fuentes has said on a number of occasions is that he thinks it's actually really weird for people to be as obsessed with Hitler as we are this many years after the fact. He thinks that it's weird that people still care about any of this stuff and he thinks that we should all just kind of get over it and look at this as a just a blip in history and he thinks that the reason we don't is because the Jews control the media and they keep pushing this narrative so they can maintain control over everyone else and he doesn't quite understand that systematic annihilation of a population on a scale that Hitler did just isn't something that blips on the radar. This isn't something people are going to get over anytime soon. Every time there's been pogroms like this, every time there's been an attempt to wipe out the majority of a population in an area, this isn't something that washes out real fast. And when they keep the kind of records that they kept and they keep, the kind of documentation that the Nazis kept on what they were doing and it's that obvious to everyone, people aren't going to forget about this for a while. They're going to essentially use it as an object lesson that hopefully never again. Hopefully we never end up in a situation where anybody can do this again. But guys like Fuentes, they hate the Jews. They absolutely hate the Jews and they're trying to make it sound like Hitler didn't do anything wrong. He was that strong leader that Germany needed. They emphasize those parts of Hitler as what they think is cool.
1: Yeah. They think Hitler is based mm-hmm. based. He's talked about the videos of, of Hitler giving his speeches and looking commanding and they think he's cool. They think it's an ideal to strive towards.
0: They love the aesthetics. Yeah.
1: As if you could ever possibly <laughs> separate Hitler from exterminating the Jews and the gypsies and the mentally ill and all, the gas chambers and all these things which they of course deny he's he's denied the holocaust he's disputed the gas
0: chambers all of this stuff they don't believe in any of it and they joke about it
2: max says if i take one hour to cook a batch of cookies and cookie monster has 15 ovens working 24 hours a day every day for five years how long does it take cookie monster to make six million batches of cookies i don't know that's a good question (laughs) <laughs> certainly uh <laughs> oh no no it doesn't really sound correct to me wait a second it takes one hour to cook a batch of cookies and you have 15 ovens pr- probably in four different kitchens right doing 24 hours a day every day for five years how long would it take you to make six million hmm i don't know it certainly wouldn't be five years right uh the math doesn't seem to add up there the math doesn't quite seem to add up there. I don't think you'd result uh, in 6 million, maybe two hundred to 300,000 cookies. And I think the Red Cookie Association said something like that, probably two hundred to 300,000 cookies baked, probably. And in addition, you know, in this hypothetical, I imagine that if you took aerial photographs over the kitchens, you would need to see certain smokestacks to release the smoke from baking the cookies. And the smokestacks would project certain shadows but I guess they're not visible in the aerial photographs taken over the kitchens. Moreover, if you look at the soil texture, it's really not deep enough for mass cookie storage underground. Um, and so there's a lot of things. You know, in the cookie kitchen, they say that the ovens are uh, wooden and they have windows on them and they're not totally secure. And the ovens that they use, they they actually did sort of an ad hoc use of that particular kind of oven, even though they made a perfectly Good design for ovens for a different purpose, for delousing. I mean, you know, for something else. So none of it really adds up. I don't know. It just kind of doesn't really make sense, this this crazy cookie analogy. Uh, you have to really, you have to be, that's sort of an esoteric uh, story. That's from Cookie Right. You wouldn't understand that if you're just sort of passing through, if you're just a normie. So six million cookies, eh uh-uh, I don't buy it. That's all irony. I'm an irony, bro. That's all irony. Uh, You know, I love and respect everyone. Everything that the government says is true.
0: Fuentes has made plenty of jokes about this over his career. Like he thinks it's funny or he thinks he wants to get these talking points out there by using irony that he can then later walk back and say, oh, yeah, no, bro. I was joking. I was joking. It's all just a joke.
1: Yeah. And more and more, he's stopped pretending with that. He's still doing it. He's still oh, I didn't, I didn't mean it, but it's also, I didn't mean it, wink, wink. It's, it's not like he said all the, all the terrible things and it's all out there and it's not going away. I think he was annoyed. He was specifically annoyed (laughs) that I repeated that part about him saying Israel did 9-11 because I think it may have been the first time he's actually said that, which now is his permanent record is, is talking about that. It's not like he's the first person mm-hmm. that's gone there with that conspiracy theory. It's a, it's one that's been pushed since 9-11 happened. And it is the, all the same anti-Semitism that we've come across again and again. This is the ADL and it's anti-Semitic conspiracies about 9-11 endure 20 years later. There's quite a bit in here. They list some of the popular themes that are put out there related to anti-Semitic 9-11 conspiracy theories. And. I'll just list off some of these. The first is the Mossad Israeli intelligence was behind the attacks. And they say that variations of this theory have circulated since 2001 and assert that the Mossad Israeli intelligence agency was behind 9-11 attacks. The most common proof, quote unquote, cited is the false claim that five Israeli Mossad agents were arrested on 9-11 by police who observed them filming and celebrating the attack. This narrative of the Dancing Israelis is a recurring element of many conspiracy theories.
0: And Fuentes has tweeted that.
1: Of course. Of course. And the next one is that the Jewish neoconservatives were behind the attack. And that's kind of getting into Zog, the Zionist-occupied government, which is essentially mm-hmm. the Jews are running the U.S. and – yes. They plotted this inside job so that we
0: would go to war in Iraq. And that's a very, very old trope of neo-Nazi propaganda. Zog has been around since, oh, God knows when. Jews or Israelis had
1: foreknowledge of the attacks and chose not to inform the U.S. government. The Zionists exploited the 9-11 attacks to expand surveillance of American citizens. The technical details of the attacks do not add up, and therefore the entire historical narrative must be fraudulent Jewish ownership of the World Trade Center conspiracists focused on what the, quote, Jewish owners of the World Trade Center stood to gain from its destruction. So I am not positive that Fuentes has mentioned every single one of these, but I know he's mentioned most of them, and I honestly would expect that he's at least alluded to all of them because that's what he
0: does. Right. He, as he said himself, he believes all of this stuff. He believes that Israel did 9-11 and he repeated that the next day on his own stream multiple times. So I think it's fair to say that he probably does believe a lot of what you just mentioned, a lot of the various tropes about Israel being responsible. He has tweeted in the past about the dancing Israelis. He definitely feels that this is what happened. And I think he just couldn't quite believe that he said that out loud and that somebody at Twitter finally cared.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just looking through Telegram, mm-hmm. just to cover some of this and make it, make it clear. Yeah, looking at the comments that Fuentes has made about 9-11, you've got plenty of posts here. You've got, this is Fuentes in his own words, Israel knew about 9-11 and they didn't warn the U.S., Thank you, closest ally. So there's there's one on the list. <laughs> 9-11 was also a direct result of our support of Israel. Again, Fuentes. Oh, he's, okay, he's promoting some various uh, 9-11 conspiracy theory works. I'm not going to mention them by name.
0: Bush did 9-11 is on the same level of misdirection as Epstein didn't kill himself.
1: This week I start red-pilling millions of people. On 9-11, race and Jewish power. Hmm. And then a new disinfo op comes out against him, presumably. So predictable. Uh, Here's Fuentes again. And I think the evidence is even more compelling that the JFK assassination was a conspiracy than 9-11. The role that Mossad and the Zionists have played in world history for the last 120 years is a big, quote, missing piece of the puzzle. (laughs) So I think, one, we want to be clear that... These conspiracy theories are baseless and untrue, and it is not even veiled anti-Semitism. It is some of the the worst material and information you're going to find on the internet. Mm-hmm. But specifically regarding Nick Fuentes, you are not unique. You are not a special snowflake. You would like a, a trophy for this, but I'm not even giving you a participation trophy because... You're not doing anything new. Maybe no. you're kind of doing it in a... You're doing it on the live stream instead of some radio show in the middle of Iowa or whatever the thing is. You are... He's he's a different generation of anti-Semite and neo-Nazi, but he's the same. He cast himself as a sort of Hunter S. Thompson a Mm -hmm. gonzo journalist for white nationalism but he doesn't even emphasize that it's just oh i'm just a cool guy i'm just based i'm just i'm counterculture oh i i just love hitler because you hate him and i think that's part of what he tries to sell is yeah i'm anti-semitic and i like hitler but i like things that you don't like because you're wrong and he's he's imagined this better world but like really this guy's just a Nazi and it's repackaged. It's a, I think part of it is it's Gen Z. He's young. Well, he's come through the internet age and it's, he's kind of a product of that. But really, you think about the worst KKK members, neo Nazis, just David. He's David Duke. He's a mm-hmm. Zoomer David Duke. He's, he's not
0: really any different. No, he's no different at all. You know who else thinks the world of Nick Fuentes and thinks that. He's doing good work and might even sound a little bit like a Zoomer David Duke.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, friends and open-minded people, wherever you live across the United States of America, Europe, and the world, this is David Duke. And this is the real David Duke. We're going to talk about Nick Fuentes, and it's a subject that I've touched on upon. Uh, I've touched on a number of times on this broadcast and talked about a lot of the things that i really like about what he's doing i've i've been not critical of him at all i don't necessarily agree with every approach he takes or everything he says or everything he does but i do agree that he is doing good work and he's increasing awareness of all the issues that we talk about here so yeah don't just take our word for it folks yeah he's selling the same repackaged david duke in a suit
0: and this was exactly Duke's shtick. Duke came out and he was the Nazi in a suit. He was the guy that wasn't wearing a white robe or burning a cross. He was the guy that just came out in a suit, well spoken, talking about how it's just about the replacement of the white race and we just we want white people to have rights too, don't we? It's the exact same thing.
1: And David Duke almost got elected to Senate in mm-hmm. Louisiana. He was actually leading in the polling, and if george hw bush hadn't called him out and said something He may have won right that was a close race and that that could have mm-hmm. happened and i think it's easy to look now and david duke is like who some i'm sure some people don't even know who he is and don't care and he's forgettable at this point and you can kind of laugh and whatever but the guy almost got he almost mm-hmm. got elected to the u.s senate
0: He was a name for a while. He was very in the media. He was, he was popular. He had his national association for the advancement of white people that he was running and he would go on all the talk shows. He would go on all the various like radio shows and he would, he would argue and he would debate these people. He was a debate, bro. He really was what Fuentes is trying to be to a large extent now.
1: Yeah. And he's, he's talked about wanting a political career and, I think it's easy to dismiss that and think it's impossible, but you also don't, you don't know how the world's going to shake out. You don't know if, if David Duke can almost win. I don't know. I can't predict the future. And Fuentes is 24 years old. I don't know what the Mm -hmm. world's going to look like in 10, 20, 30, 40 years. So I think he's going to keep being this person and doing this until it's overly cringe. He's, Anti cringe. He's, he's, right. oh, I'm, I'm always on the cutting edge. Oh, I'm calling stuff cringe for anyone else's because I'm, he's so cool and he's young and he's with it and he gets how all this works.
0: Unlike all those stupid boomers and 100 IQ millennials,
1: aging, aging, millennials. aging millennials, <laughs> aging over here with our blog posts and our vice news articles and whatever it is. Yeah. He's got his talking points down. It's the same stuff. All of the he he's so anti-cringe and he's making his own he sells himself as this innovator of this iconoclast.
0: And it's no. It's not. You're you're not. He's not doing anything David Duke didn't do in 1980. He really isn't. He isn't any different than any of these guys that were doing this stuff 40 years ago. He is acting like for lack of a better word, a boomer with this stuff. Yeah, This is a guy who grew up on YouTube. This is a guy who grew up watching videos of people live streaming their stuff. And he's figured out how to package 1980s Aryan Nations content for a generation that grew up watching Minecraft streaming videos. Exactly.
1: That's a great way to put it. And if you want to look through SPLC, ADL and, and all of the people that they have cataloged on their sites you probably don't because who wants to read all this <laughs> <laughs> all day other than us. But really read through it if you if you want to tell me what the difference is because I I, I don't see anything. I, I don't no, he's he's got his cult following. He has convinced these kids really to ruin their lives for him. Because look, Nick Fuentes can say the worst things he can imagine, he can think of and He's still going to get paid. People are still going to donate to him because he's a symbol, because he's a beacon, because maybe in some cases, at some point, a foreign intelligence agency is going to find some value in his work. I'm not saying that's happened. I have no idea, but I am saying it could be a thing that happens in the future because there it is advantageous for a guy like Nick Fuentes to exist for someone like Iran or Russia or China.
0: It's not like a foreign intelligence agency didn't find value in David Duke's work. Yeah,
1: exactly. How did his uh, How did his book end up in the what was it? The bookshop at the uh, Kremlin. Yes,
0: at, at the Kremlin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> David Duke did great in Russia. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: it, and of course, Fuentes is praised Russia and wants you, Ukraine to lose and doesn't want to fund anything that Ukraine is doing in the country. Uh, none of this is a surprise or a shock.
0: Nick, one thing I was surprised by is because I would have thought of you as being somebody who was like extremely pro-America, but then I read a quote that said that you said that basically Ukraine deserves what they're getting right now from Russia because Ukraine is aligned with America, and America is the great Satan.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's face it. The United States government has become the evil empire in the world. The United States government has become the great Satan, that many have called it. And now they're going on about Russia, and Vladimir Putin is Hitler, and they say that's not a good thing. I shouldn't have said that. I I shouldn't have said that.
0: Remember that the next time somebody brings up Ukrainian neo-Nazis, okay? Yeah,
1: yeah. Seriously, The
0: Nazis over here don't want anything to do with Ukraine for the most part. Weird. Weird. Go
1: figure. Yeah. Also can't talk about all the Russians who are <laughs> Nazis or the American Nazis who flee to Russia because Weird. they know they will be safe there. Gosh. Weird. Why, why is that? And also don't mention their <laughs> Slavic <laughs> or <laughs> sometimes Italian or <laughs> uh, Belarusian. Or, occasionally, Russian wife. <laughs> if Nick Fuentes ever gets married, and who knows, uh, expect her to have um, interesting origins. Why don't we just put it that way? Yes.
0: I'm yeah. sure she will be a fine Italian girl. <laughs> who, who speaks in an
1: accent that no one from Italy can recognize or place. But
0: mm-hmm. don't. Italian.
1: Yes, but uh Don somehow it'll be russophobic to uh, point out her poor Italian accent does not correspond to any <laughs>
0: location in Italy. <laughs> She's from Moscow, Italy.
2: <laughs> we have gotta talk about the fundamentals of our worldview and what it would look like to build a society based on our distinct worldview. It looks like a society where women don't have the right to vote. And it looks like a society where boys and girls get married as teenagers and start having kids, and they don't use birth control, and they don't use contraceptives, and they have big families and a high birth rate. And it looks like women wearing veils at church. And it looks like... Women not being in the workforce. Banning gay marriage is back on the menu. Banning sodomy is back on the menu. Banning contraceptives is back on the menu. And basically, we're having something like Taliban rule in America, in a good way. We're having something like a Catholic Taliban rule in America.
0: So one of the things Fuentes has embraced is the term incel or involuntary celibate. But, at the same time, he said, the ideal in America should be white people marrying young and having as many babies as possible seems like quite the contradiction how do How do we make sense of this
2: yeah,
1: it is to to sane people, but <laughs> <laughs> his audience knows kind of what he's saying. Well, I think for one thing it's it's worth asking if he really is celibate and if that is even real maybe maybe it's to the point that any woman who would want to touch him after all these things that he said is not a woman that he wants to touch. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, the incel community has turned into a really violent, hateful group of people that are just, they really are the worst misogynist you're going to find online, but they're also a growing movement. And they, they feel like women owe them sex. A lot of times incels will Claim that they are the perfect man, but women just don't see it. Or it's this idea that women should just come flocking to them and just they shouldn't have to do anything. Women should recognize that they're a supreme gentleman, whatever the thing is.
0: (laughs) The supreme gentleman. Yes.
1: It's, It's gross. It's disgusting. It removes all agency from women, but that's what they want. If you break it down, Fuentes has essentially said he wants to get rid of the Muslims, he wants to get rid of the the Mexicans, the blacks, anyone who is not white, he wants to get them out of the country. And then he wants to make as many white babies as possible. He wants white people to get married young and have as many children as they can. But the the dynamic here is that he essentially wants women to exist to give birth and make dinner. And that's it. Maybe you'll be allowed to go out of the house to go to church on Sunday. Definitely no voting. Definitely no voting. Maybe no leaving the house without a man. A veil. A veil. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. And the voting thing, no women not voting, is it's something that they floated for the longest time. You'll even see like Ann Coulter. <laughs> and, you know clearly is is a woman has shown some support for something like that. It is one of those things that's been dangling out there but the incels go into this extreme of praising the Taliban and praising the Iranian regime and and liking the way they control their women. They'd be fine if their women didn't even know how to read. Right. Why would you need to? Why would you need to in this in this world that they've they've created. But again, he's repackaged a very old and outdated and obviously misogynistic idea, as if it's new and unique and he's a visionary. And it's, no, this has been done for hundreds and thousands of years and we've advanced and progressed as a society and know that this is insane and we're not going to do this. But he's all in for the misogyny. He's all in. He absolutely is. Yeah, he wants women to essentially be treated as less than people.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is to some extent pandering to his audience because they've already been primed with this. Women are never going to like you because you're patriotic. You're a Christian. You're an American women. Don't want what you are. The only way you're going to get women to be around you is if you force them. And I think that like, he knows that this has been the narrative and he plays on that. The idea of like, well, if they won't go voluntarily, we'll make them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it is some of that crossover with men's rights and women shouldn't be allowed to say no and all these things. And it's if you look at it, the whole the whole shtick, the whole thing about Fuentes is he he was doing his live stream until recently, uh, in his parents' basement. And they were they were letting him and <laughs> apparently his mom had called into the show a few times. They were fine with the things that he was saying apparently they let him keep doing it but it's he's cultivating a a cult following that also lives in their basement that has embraced nihilism and thinks there is no point to anything and doesn't offer anything to society So no, women are not interested in being with you because you don't offer anything. You're not doing anything. Staying up late and listening to this kid rant about whatever the latest tragedy is supposed to be or whatever thing they're supposed to support, spamming Twitter with a hashtag, whatever the thing is, you're not actually doing anything. Nope. You're following orders. You're...
0: A good soldier in the Groiper Army, as it were.
1: Yeah, if you if you do all that and then you donate and give him some money, then maybe mm-hmm. he'll mention your username on his stream. And I, I guess that's something that makes you feel anything.
0: Wow, you know, I mean, just exploiting that whole parasocial relationship to the absolute extreme. It's just such. Such an awful grift that he's doing.
1: Yeah, I want to say stop giving your money to Nick Fuentes and go to therapy because you obviously need it. Really, like, this is a kid who, instead of growing up, just <laughs> leaned into being angry teenager forever. He's perpetually 17. He's sophomoric and and suffering through a bit of false enlightenment. It's like he's got a few ideas that kind of seem to make sense to him, and he thought he figured out the world. And He's a still an angry teenager and he's gonna go and spread his message and he found a receptive audience, but does it mean he knows anything? Does it mean he's he's created anything? Does it mean he's unique in any sort of way? No. no. He's he's a horrible, horrible person, and he's gonna Keep finding ways to make money. He found Kanye West. Yay. Somehow. <laughs> yeah. The gravy train is currently flowing in that direction.
0: And he'll find somebody else when that runs out. Yeah. And it will. And it will. And he'll find another person to glom onto or another grift to work. But he's he's working it. And he'll find something else. And unfortunately, a lot of these kids aren't going to have that option. No, A lot of the people who are fans of his are foreclosing future choices in life because they decided to go all in for the scrifter at this particular point in their lives.
1: You know, and he talked about it on his stream, about how normies, about how people out in the world, if you said Hitler is cool, or I like Hitler, they just wouldn't understand what you mean. They don't, they don't get it. And yeah, they don't, because it's very easy to say Hitler is bad, and the Holocaust happened and is bad and should not happen again. And you are a Terrible, spiteful, angry little boy who needs to stop doing this. Yeah, they're going out in the world and they're saying these things and they're gonna get quote unquote canceled for it. And they should mm-hmm. because this is horrible. You can't say these things. He can say it and he can make money because he is a brand and a name and and people, horrible people find value in continuing to monetize his efforts. But his listeners. The people that no one has ever heard of, they go out and say these things and they're going to get quote-unquote canceled. They're going to get fired. They're going to lose their jobs. They're going to lose their position. And they should because mm-hmm. people people should not be saying this stuff because you cannot separate Hitler from the anti-Semitism because you cannot pretend like this is fine. It's not fine. And no, Fuentes does not care. I mean – I would love to know how many of his original followers are still even with him. Or is it is it just this constant churn of people who get radicalized and believe this stuff and then they go out in the world and they say these things and try to convince people and everyone says, What the fuck is wrong with you?
0: Well, and you can see this in some of his original crew that was around him when he started doing this, they're not with him anymore, guys like Jaden McNeil, who you know, his producer at one point who decided, wait a minute, this guy's kind of full of shit. I'm out of yeah. here. And now Nick rants about him and hates him. There's been a few high profile, you know, defections from America first, as it were, but he'll find new people to grift on. He will radicalize new kids because when you're 12 years old and when the world doesn't make a whole lot of sense to you and you see a lot of chaos at your school, maybe even in your family, you, you don't have a whole lot of structure A guy like Nick Fuentes can seem very attractive because he's a little older. He's not quite old enough to be your parents, but he's older and he's kind of got things figured out and he's proposing some pretty simple solutions that would make your life a whole lot better. And that's really attractive when you're a young guy. The idea that like, hey, there's a, an order that we could put things in that would make my life specifically kind of a little better. And he provides that. Yeah,
1: well, and it's why he supported Trump through stop the steal and his stolen election lies and mm-hmm. he said things like oh we just need we just need to elect Trump or keep him in power and then no more voting mm-hmm. and then you just don't have to worry about it anymore oh you don't have to fight this particular fight anymore because we seize power because it's it's done and it's that simple and now all things will be fine because our people are in charge right and of course none of that's real none of that is going to play out that way but it is a, a story he can sell it's a narrative that is attractive to listless aimless nihilistic depressed young people who don't know what they're doing with their lives or what their place is in the world or what they should be standing for and i'm not apologizing for them because it's a choice to embrace this, to listen to him, to fall in with this group. And you shouldn't make it, but I understand how certain people get there. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm picturing how this ends for all of them. I think even, I think Fuentes will keep going. He'll keep doing this. And I think one day he'll run out of steam and he'll die Bitter and broke and alone somewhere, and I think his supporters will have to face that much sooner than he will. But I think this pipeline of hate, this way of life, it will eventually destroy him. Mm-hmm. A lot of the conspiracy theorists, well, they love to have these ideas of the elites, the globalists, supposedly sucking the blood of children for adrenochrome and and taking their life, their <laughs> essence, right and Using it to stay young, and it's like somebody like Fuentes just he uses his supporters and the people who back him to keep going to keep making money to keep getting news stories written about him, to keep being talked about, and he sucks whatever use they have for him out, and then discards them. Mm-hmm. but I think at the at the end of all of this is just bitterness and suffering and you're alone. And I think it's it's sad, and I don't see any clear way to stop any of these movements because they work, because people buy into it. But we know where this is going, right?
0: Yeah, we do. We absolutely do. And I think you're absolutely right that there's only so much room in the world for guys like him. It's like why multi-level marketing eventually fails, because at some point you only have so many people to sell this to. All these people who are coming up, they're not meant to be people who are going to be able to make a living doing what he's doing. He needs that number of people to be able to stay relatively high. None of these people can go out on their own and have the same level of success he's had doing this. They're not going to be that person, whether they think they are or not. And when you buy into this too far, you're really foreclosing too many other paths you know, for your future that you could possibly have just for being a fan of this guy.
1: Yeah. I think what we're doing here and what we're talking about here is setting a permanent record, putting down a marker on the things that he said and the, and the way that he is, because everybody pivots, everybody tries to rebrand eventually. And Mm -hmm. you may think that there's never going to be a future where Nick Fuentes can, be something else, be someone else. But we don't know that. And we've seen people kind of pull this Mm -hmm. off
0: sometimes. David Duke spent his youth in a KKK robe, doing all the normal things that one thinks of the KKK is doing, going to rallies, burning crosses, the rest of it. At some point, he dressed up, he put on a suit, and got people to take him seriously. Fuentes is already wearing the suit.
1: Yeah. And there comes a time when these people absolutely want you to forget and they're counting on you forgetting Mm -hmm. part of the rights just constant incessant war with wikipedia is that it is a permanent record that it does have the sources that it does tell you what you need to know about these people so there's nothing that they would love more than to shut down wikipedia and have it just cease to exist and Mm -hmm. maybe a right-wing alternative will come along funded by elon musk or peter teal or whoever it is mm-hmm. and and that's when you start rewriting history and and let's not pretend like history can't be manipulated and rewritten and changed to fit someone's agenda we think that oh the, there's a preponderance of evidence of why person x y or z is bad but
0: things change things do change but this permanent record is here for when people need a reminder
2: you know, one of these days when I'm ready to settle down, we'll have I'll have a harem of e-girl groupies. I'll be like Charles Manson. Carve a swastika on my forehead. No. No, I'm never gonna do that. I'm kidding, of course. But yeah, but I will kind of be like I'll be like Charles Manson. You know? I'll be like this, I'll be like this old guy with a beard. And I'm in LA. I'll be like this old guy. Maybe in like 20 years, I'll have like a beard, I'll be older than everybody. And I'll have all these like 18 year old girls and they'll be like killing people for me. Not really. That's a joke, of course. But they'll be like, we're killing for Charlie. Charlie's so misunderstood. You know, I'll be playing like my guitar, musical genius, playing my baritone. And I'm like, hey, (laughs) go kill them. (laughs) We're like killing homeless people. We're like driving around killing homeless people. And uh I have like this legion of groupies that worship me. It's like a real cult. It's like a re- Not like when people say and we just have a fun time. It's like a real cult. It's like a real cult. I'm like playing music. I'm backmasking it. And all these girls are like, I have like this big sex cult. They're all having sex with me. And then I'm like, okay, go kill my enemies now. And no one expects it because they're girls. So they show up and they're like, hi. And then they start just killing people. No, kidding, 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 kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. Everybody knows I hate women. <laughs> Everybody knows I hate women.
0: Thanks for listening to the Did Nothing Wrong podcast. If you want to hear more, you can go to didnothingwrongpod.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at James, the word four, and the letter M, all one word, and Riza BJJ GRZA BJJ as well as DNW Pod Thanks again for tuning in and remember everyone mentioned did nothing wrong